We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Good morning, everybody. My name is Bart Winkler, and here I am. It is I. I have heard you calling in the night. We've got Brad Spielberger on the program today. He works for PFF. He's a cap guy. But we talked some uh, NFL, some Packers, broadened it out a little bit. And you'll be like, Bart, why are you on this podcast talking about Lamar Jackson and guaranteed contracts? Well, friends, it's because I'm also going to use some of this interview on CBS this weekend when I host on Sunday. I'm hosting Friday for Bill Ryder. Those shows, those shows are a breeze. Two hours, buy or sell. The cell hooks me up with a guest. I can get all my thoughts out precise and, and not have to circle back to them, and I can really just hammer out what I'm thinking. I'm going to have some scheduled thoughts. going to have some NBA thoughts. And, you know, it's an easy, breezy cover girl day of work. The four-hour show on Sunday... A little, little more work. So I hooked up with Brad Spielberger and I said, hey, by the way, uh, I might, uh, you might hear yourself on CBS Sports Radio. And he goes, cool. <laughs> so he'll join us in a little bit. He's a Bears fan. So it's a great rivalry, especially because, guys, the Packers open the season against the Chicago Bears. Now, I appreciate that this came out as early as it did. And Matt Schneidman of The Athletic, who I just was ripping on the other day, he uh, he had it first. Typically, these schedules, and for the other teams, they're piecing it together. I saw the Bills writer was like doing a spreadsheet and blocking out when other leaks would happen to try to figure out what the Bills spreadsheet was. Uh, you normally Kyle Cousineau, I got his cousin we just call him Kyle. I've heard it pronounced both ways, but normally he's the mayor of Green Bay's tweeting out his little birdie information. Schneidman just puts it out there. I've been working for three years on this story and he just, he just tweeted it out and I'm glad he did because it got rid of the nonsense throughout the day. I was back in my head hoping that he would completely fuck it up and we would all think that this was the schedule and then he was totally wrong. And then I could like crap on him all day, but 
Credit to Schneidman. Now, as I'm recording this, the schedule's not super official. If this is what I posted, then it was. But as I'm recording it, know that I'm hoping that this never sees the light of day because I still am 5% back in my head hoping that he really screwed things up. So a couple of things to look at regarding the schedule, and you've seen it by now. I'll run through it. I'm not going to win-loss it because we're going to do that with Ryan Horvat on Monday's show. We'll probably end up win-lossing the Jets schedule as well uh, because, because of that. Um, preseason opponents, Bengals, Patriots, Seahawks. Two of those at home, the latter two. At Bears week one, at Falcons week two, that's two to start on the road. Those teams ain't that good. Versus the Saints at home, a couple of noon starts. There are a lot of noon starts. Seven, eight noon starts for the Packers. It's either pretty much eight or in prime time. Uh, eight noon starts or in prime time. A couple of afternoon games, but in the past, it's been a lot of afternoon games and then prime time, but now it's either noon or prime time. And, you know, the Packers are still – they're still the Packers. They're still an interesting draw. You know, Cooper Rush could start for the Cowboys, and they're still going to have nationally televised games. Um, that's a callback to an interview you'll hear later. But they're still – they're the Cowboys, you know. We're the Packers. We're still going to have a bunch of games. And you're telling me there's not intrigue to see how Jordan Love's going to do with this new team, the Packers, of their first – legitimate new starting quarterback in 18 years only their third real starting quarterback in the last 30 some and people are going to be curious to see that whether it's for impressive reasons or train wreck reasons so bears falcons saints week four is a thursday night game at home against the lions then it's a monday night game at vegas a bye week so the bye week comes week six could be better could be worse at the Broncos, home against the Vikings, home against the Rams, at the Steelers, home against the Chargers, Lions on Thanksgiving, the early slot. December 3rd, then it starts a primetime run. December 3rd, Sunday night football against the Chiefs at home, at the Giants on Monday night football in week 14, home against the Bucks at Carolina on Christmas Eve. Christmas Day is on a Monday, and there's going to be a triple header. Does Roger Goodell think he can go up against God? Roger Goodell, more like Roger God, you're going to hell for trying to take Christmas away from these families. Vikings on Sunday Night Football, New Year's Eve, and then we'll find out when they're going to schedule that Bears game, whether it's Saturday, Sunday, whatever they do, week 18. So open and start against the Bears. The lines, there's some space between as well and some space between the Vikings. Sometimes you see a divisional game, a bye week, and then a divisional game again. I'm not sure the Packers have had that. They've had week 18 or week 17 and then playoffs, but you can't predict that. There was a case last year where I think somebody, was it Ravens and Bengals or Bengals and some AFC North matchup, team played each other back-to-back games because they had a bye week in between. Um, The primetime games are interesting. I would like to see this New Year's Eve game get flexed out of the Sunday night football slot because that is my anniversary. And uh, so what's that? What am I? The first thing I think of is 
were the primetime games, and there's a good chunk of them. Then I think of what are some of the holiday games, uh, and obviously Thanksgiving is one. Then I think of what game am I going to go to? There were a few under consideration this year. At Denver, that's October 22nd. Uh, that's a 325 Central Time. That's doable. At Pittsburgh, that's where I want to go. I want to go to Pittsburgh because of um, everything's so close. And it's an old school stadium. And, you know, I just I want to I want to watch a football game in, in Pittsburgh. Uh, but but the Vegas game is going to be hard to pass up. October 9th, weather should still be decent enough there. The game's on a Monday night. And that means I can spend all day at a sports book on Sunday and watch football nonstop. And I believe that's one of the games, that's one of the weeks there's a, a London game. So I could go into a sports book at 7.30 Pacific time in the morning. No, 8.30, 6.30? When did those games start? Oh, my fucking Lord. 6.30 and then stay at that sports book until like 8.30 at night. I've always wanted to spend the entirety of a day in a sports book. And I guess I can do that now at Pato, but at Vegas, it's a whole different beast. Oh, my God. Could you imagine? And then I'll be so tired from sitting around all day that I can sleep in on Monday and then go to the game. So I think that's the no-brainer for the road trip. The other thing I think of is I'm assuming I'll still be uh, – like I'm assuming this podcast will still be happening. So then I got to think, when am I going to do post-game shows? Um, they all seem fine. If I go to Vegas, I probably won't do a post-game show in Vegas. Um, maybe we'll take a couple of days off. I think you'll understand. Thanksgiving, I could sneak away, do a, do a little show on Thanksgiving. That's not a big deal. New Year's Eve and my anniversary. If they play at night, that game gets done at 1030. Suddenly, we're counting down the new year on, a, on YouTube. And it's my 10th anniversary. I got to think about that one. I got to think about that one. Maybe we'll just, we'll reconvene during the Rose Bowl the next day. I can't. It's my 10th anniversary. You mean to tell my wife as we're dancing there at Lambeau Field and we're having our first dance, um, Pearl Jam, Just Breathe. Uh, that I whisper in her ear and say, 10 years from now, I'm going to be doing a podcast in my basement after the Packers and Jordan Love take on the Vikings. She'll say, I notice you have some single friends here. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, again, we'll win-loss it with Ryan Horvath coming up. A lot of people are freaking out that the season openers between the Chiefs and the Lions. I think that's great. Oh, it should be Super Bowl rematch. It should be Chiefs anybody. We're all going to watch. Who cares? Man, I'm just so excited, though. I, you know, people are talking about the schedule release and is it overrated? Is is it not? I, I don't think it is. I think people want to know the schedule. It's a uniquely different kind of schedule uh, than in any other sport. There's less games. And, you know, it takes up a big chunk of our fall. Again, it's dominated Thanksgiving. 
dominates our Mondays. It dominates our Thursdays. It dominates our Sunday nights. I really don't like the three days on Christmas. The Black Friday game is fine. I saw them promoting it on NFL Network where they're like, this will be great. People will have the ability to shop at home and watch a football game. Holy man. I've never been able to shop at home before while a football game's on. That is absolute bonkers. Whoopty whippity dee. So can't wait for that. Oh, I don't want to. I, I'm trying to win loss of schedule here. I don't want to do it without Horvat. Let's just, I'll do the first four at Bears. Uh, uh, I mean, I, I feel confident in the Packers, but don't you just think that there's going to be like, even if the Packers go nine and eight or 10 and seven, is it more likely, is it more likely that Jordan love goes down to Chicago, beats the bears and everyone makes the, Oh, he's going to get taxed because Ownership was transferred from Rodgers to the Packers, from Rodgers to Love. Or are the Bears going to get theirs, shit all over us for a week, declare Justin Fields as the greatest of all time? I don't know. Uh, I think what I'll say right now, I'll talk to Horvath about that, but what I'll say right now is between the Bears, Falcons, and Saints, um, I'll give them a 2 and one start. And then against the Lions at yeah, all of a sudden I'm thinking three and one. <laughs> Jesus. All right. I'll wait. I'll wait until we talk to Horvat later this week. But the Packers schedule's out. Matt Schneidman got it. Good for him. That uh Weasley fuck. I've never even met the guy. I just shit on him for writing one day because he like writes like Rick Riley, where it's like the worst puns of the 1950s. Rick Riley. On multiple times. I've meant to b- get bogged down and do a research project on this. Every time he talks about soccer, or any time anything ties ever, oh, there's more ties than a Father's Day sale at Kohl's. All the time. Rick Riley. First thing I used to do in Sports Illustrated was look at the back page. Then he went to ESPN. Then he tried being on TV. And he was terrible at it. And I'm just realizing, am I in an age group where I know who Rick Riley is and some people don't? Journalism's dead, man. Happy Place Hemp! Alive and kicking. And you'll feel more alive than ever before when you pop one of their gummies. I'm going to pop a gummy and uh, see Rick Riley in my sleep. Probably write like Rick Riley. I'm going to pop a gummy and then write a Packer article. And then uh, I'll see if on a gummy, I'm a better writer than Schneidman or not. We'll see. THC, they got that. THC free, they got that. CBD, CBN, to help you sleep, they got that. Delta 8s, Delta 9s, they got all that. Whether it's something that you want to ingest as a gummy or you can use it as lip balm. My mother likes that. Uh, You can use it as the cream, tinctures. Um, I think Tim Shea's, would I say that he's a dog uncle? If his brother's got a dog, I think that that guy is still alive and, and well with the sweet, sweet, sweet CBD, I believe. Happyplacehemp.com. The promo is Bart. Use the promo code Bart at checkout. 
25% off. You get free shipping on the orders. You can uh, go to Muskego and check them out at College Court. Say hi, meet Chris and Rob, the two guys behind all of it. It's also where they make everything. So they make their own stuff. Uh, and they've been doing it for a while now, and they're as good as it, as good at it as anybody else. So make sure you get them. They taste good. They work. Happyplacehunt.com. Promo code is BART. 25% off every order. We will check in with Brad Spielberger, Pro Football Focus. We'll talk about the Packers. We'll talk about the outlook of uh, the season in the NFC North. Because that's interesting. Maybe the schedule does dictate who wins this thing. Because I really don't know. I'll probably put money on the Packers because they're plus 410. But can't think that the Lions are a terrible bet. Uh, I, I mean, there's going to be people in Chicago saying, hey, the Vikings are probably the safe bet. But who knows? NFC North is going to be pretty uh, pretty crazy and how bad it probably will be. So he'll join us next. Bart Winkler Show. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Brad Spielberger joins us, Pro Football Focus, PFF underscore Brad. A lot of people online angling for that PFF in their Twitter handle. Brad, um, I'll start with the Packers, of course. I love my beloved Packers and just got done recently watching Jordan Love at the podium uh, talking, and every question was about Aaron Rodgers in some sort of way, which you would expect. Packers are plus 400 to win the North. That's the worst in the division. I'm just trying to figure out like where I think they will be. Obviously they're going from Rogers to love, but they only won eight games last year. They are like Packer Twitter this week. Are we rebuilding? Are we reloading? Are we readjusting? Like it's all the same, just your view on the ceiling. And I guess the floor for where the Packers can be this season with Jordan love and all the other changes they've made in this rebuild. 
Yeah, I think the big questions that, that jump to mind when you think of their ceiling and their floors. First, how injured was Aaron Rodgers? Right. So, look, of course, it's going to be a downgrade, but we're not going from 2020, 2021 back to back MVP Aaron Rodgers. We're going from a guy dealing with the thumb issue and his throwing hand um, and other injuries. So, you know, how severe were those injuries? How much did they impact the game plan? What they were able to do with the offense? And then, secondly, for me, honestly, um, how healthy can Rashawn Gary be? I mean, he has ascended to top 15, top 10, maybe. Um, edge rusher I think for that injury um, and, and it's a massive loss you see their their pressure rate their pass rush win rate as a team fell off a cliff you know for us after he, he left so those two things I think jump out to me you saw the growth from the young receivers for the end of the year obviously Christian Watson in particular um, I'll say this though in terms of a floor their draft to me I like a lot of the picks but they're all not all but a lot of them are 2024 and beyond in my eyes. I mean, tight end is a slow developing position. I actually really like Lucas Van Ness. I'm a Bears fan. Don't hold that against me, but um, every Bears fan. Oh, my fan goodness. W- what? I know. I know. My, my, I got kicked off the show. I got kicked off. What happened? I kicked off, yeah. But so I actually would have been happy with the Bears taking him. Like, I think he's a great prospect. But again, a guy where maybe they need to do some body composition change, kind of like a Rashawn Gary, I guess. Um, and so I like the class, but to me, it's a developmental 2024 and beyond class is that a signal you know i don't know is there enough that you guys have seen or you personally to even have any idea about what jordan love is i mean he played against the chiefs he played against the eagles last year played fine and that's what so i didn't think the packers at four and eight i didn't think they would make the playoffs and they didn't but rogers stayed in and you know the numbers were mediocre but they gave themselves a chance to go to the playoffs final week of the year they did not i would have loved to see since we've got him now i would have loved to see five more weeks of jordan love and like how does he respond after a loss how does he respond after a win can he stack games together so i don't even know like we're gonna be over analyzing preseason games we're gonna be it's just I don't know, and I don't know at what point when we'll realize or be able to determine, hey, this guy might be good, or oh boy, the Packers made a mistake. And the big thing too is can he adapt to seeing different looks that he has not seen before? And yes, I'm sure him and Aaron Rodgers have studied film going back, you know, 20 some odd years, and he had a great you know ecosystem around him. But I think until you do that, when you have 300 pound guys running full speed at you, it's a little bit different. So I think that experience too of all the defensive coordinators in this league giving him different coverage shells, different simulated pressure, stuff like that is gonna you know lead to his growth. You know, I, I get why they obviously can't, you know, bench Rodgers and, and not make that playoff push. Like, no, no one's suggesting they should have. But, yeah. Well, I, I did. Mean, but I, I, I did. But. It's, not, it's not a crazy thought. I, I wouldn't have held it against you at the time. Um, <laughs> you know, I just, as a Bears fan, I knew they were going to rattle off five straight wins. It felt like a sure. foregone conclusion. So, um, but, yeah, like, the interesting thing I think will be um, – you know, like you said, not even how does he look. I think he has he have athletic ability. I think we have seen some positive flashes in the rare moments he's played. It's more like, you know, we see when a backup comes in and, like, they have two good starts. It's like, oh, like, you know, is uh, – I'm trying to think of Dallas now. Is, is what's his name better than Dak Prescott? It's like, hey, give it, like, a couple of weeks until defenses figure out this guy's weaknesses and you'll realize how crazy of a question that is. Okay, uh, that is a crazy question because now I can't even think of the guy's name. I don't, I don't know why I'm blanking on uh, the Cowboy. He, he every sign, too. I know. Cowboy. Hold on. Everyone, just relax. Cowboys, Jeff, death chart. Uh, Cooper Rush. Cooper Rush. How can we forget? How can we forget? <laughs> is Cooper Rush better than Dak? Six months later, 
I had to scramble to look that up. Brad Spielger, uh, Spielberger, Pro Football Focus here. Uh, Bears, Lions. Hold on, I got an internet thing. Am I choppy to you? Uh, a little bit. Not, not too bad, though. Just I'll let the internet signal come back. Uh, I, I pay for the best internet around. It still I, sucks. I too, so it should, yeah, I have the same issue. <laughs> All right. I but think we're good. To me. All right. You mentioned you're a Bears guy, which is fine. Uh you look at the you look at the NFC North. I don't know who wins. I I mean, there's the Packer fan in me that thinks, hey, if this, if this, if this. The Vikings, we just all assume are gonna be nine and eight or whatever. Or eight and nine. Hey. Uh the Lions, I think, will be a sexy pick, but almost also by default. I do like what the Bears are doing. I like Justin Fields a lot. I think he will develop as a passer. I wish they focused on that more for him at the second half of the season. I don't know who wins, though. I don't I don't know who the favorite is. I don't know who should be. I almost think by default it's the Lions, but then to utter the words, the Lions are the favorite in the North, I think what will happen is a lot of people just say, I don't know, Vikings. Do you have a more clear picture than me as of who might win this awful division? I think it is one of the bigger toss-ups. I do think it's a pretty bad division uh, as well across the board, or at least will be in 2023. I would go with the chalk and go with the favorites with the Lions. I mean, their biggest weakness coming into this offseason was the secondary. They obviously had a lot of pieces there um, in Cam Sutton, Emmanuel Mosley, Chauncey Garner-Johnson, and Brian Branch in the second round. I still think, though, the interior of their defensive line is really weak and that is going to be a problem for them uh, going against a lot of good teams um, on offense. Minnesota, it's funny. The fact that Minnesota and the Bears have the same odds to win the division at some books I think is interesting. I think Minnesota is going to regress. But like you said, I think they go 9-8. and eight. The only way I think the Bears win the division is if we get the third-year leap from Justin Fields, right, where he truly ascends to like a top 15 quarterback, top 12 quarterback, which, hey, I hope that's the case. But um, And they, they added a ton of help, which was needed. His offensive line last year was terrible. His receivers last year were terrible. But, you know, can you make that jump that quickly? I'm not really sure. So – Long answer short, I would go with the Lions, but legitimately, if any four of the teams win the division, I wouldn't be all that surprised. I think there were so many things that we talked about in the last couple of months and then waiting for resolution. We got resolution on a lot of those things. Uh, Lamar Jackson signing a mega deal right after Jalen Hurts. And, you know, Deshaun Watson sets the market with the salary cap, guaranteed fully, all this stuff. And everyone just kind of is like, I mean, it took a while, but everyone's like, okay, that was one thing one crazy owner did. We don't want to do that. We're not going to be the ones to do that. And they weren't. And he stays with the Ravens, which I think is good for him, which I think is good for the Ravens. You got Joe Burrow coming up. You got Justin Herbert coming up. I think at some point, one of these guys is going to get pretty close to guaranteed. And I know the NFL doesn't want to do that, but everyone's going to try to outdo the other guy. Will it be sooner or later where, because the owners don't want that. I mean, you don't want that. Baseball's got it. NFL or NBA's got it. And there's a lot of like situations where we make fun of Bobby Bonilla for 40 years because you don't want guaranteed contracts. Are we getting closer with some of this recent rash or is that still too far away? 
So the interesting thing is that the two guys left now this offseason happen to play for two teams that have some of the, you know, cash poorest owners in the NFL. And I should clarify, look, yes, they own NFL teams. They're not poor people, but they're legacy owners that the reason their family is rich is because they own a football team, um, you know, not because they've made independent wealth like their Walmart money, like in L.A. and Denver. Um, and so the biggest pushback you often get on these fully guaranteed deals besides just owners wanting to keep precedent and benefit themselves with some of these smaller owners like the Bengals and the Chargers, it's there's a rule where you have to put fully guaranteed money aside in an escrow account and you need to have the liquidity to be able to do that. Again, the, the Broncos, the Rams, the, the Browns obviously can do that. I genuinely do not know if Mike Brown in Cincinnati or the Spanos family who are selling a quarter of the team, I think right now it's, it's available for sale. Like, I don't know if they can do that. So I don't think either of them does it. And I know with the rumor out now about Patrick Mahomes probably getting his contract redone in Kansas City, I doubt it's, you know, that's kind of the, the, the direction they go. I think it's more of a cash flow thing. So, no, I think the NFL is actually going to win this battle of, you know, we're, we're going to make the Watson deal an outlier. We're not going to fully guarantee contracts. But, you know, we can get into it a little bit if you want to. I think Lamar Jackson, if you take these shorter-term deals like he did, you're kind of protected anyway, and I think you actually should fight for other things um, instead if you're not going to get that fully guaranteed money. I think Lamar coming back to Baltimore, that was, I mean, again, like I said, I think it was good on both sides, and he retains uh, being one of the top guys at that position. A lot of them happen to reside in one conference right now. Burrow, Mahomes. Herbert. I think Trevor Lawrence is getting up there if he's not already. Um, and now you got some other guys in there. Russell Wilson last few years. We'll see Rogers. I'll ask you about that in a second, but with this AFC being so loaded and then I, and then I look at the NFC and I think Hertz is like the one true franchise quarterback. When I say that, I mean like Dak's good and other guys might be good, but if you ask the Cowboys, would you trade Dak for Jalen Hurts? I think they would do it. And I don't think the Eagles would go that way. I think that's how I look at what a franchise quarterback is. Every team would trade for Mahomes. Don't get me wrong. But other than that, so if it's not Chiefs in the AFC and if it's not Eagles, do you have like a – because I just feel like we're on the – not that this is going to be Warriors-Cavs of the NBA in the mid-2010s, you know, 2010s, but I do feel like the favorites are in pretty good position to still re remain the favorites unless there's teams that I'm overlooking. It Freaking nuts. You mentioned the disparity. I mean, you're saying, you know, Dak might not be that guy. I still think he's probably the second best quarterback in the conference uh, behind Jalen Hurts. So you can make an argument for, you know, a couple other he's guys. He's like seventh, eighth best in the AFC is the problem. I, I, I think it's funny. If you list them all out, I think Jalen Hurts and Dak Prescott might be the only guys with an argument for top 10. And I'm not sure I put either one in there. Um, I think it might be, you know, 10 straight AFC quarterbacks. And then it's like, Tua, Russell Wilson, Trevor Lawrence, I guess, if you're not sold on him yet, like, you know, Jalen Hurts, Dak. Like, it's it's crazy, Um, you know, obviously with Rodgers now joining the AFC. So, look, I do think they are the two best teams. Um, I mean, the Chiefs, to kind of, you know, cut back on costs last year and, and kind of reset the roster in some ways and still win, uh, which enables them to kind of make some more moves that they want to, to bring some more pieces in. They should be the presumptive favorite out of the AFC or in the entire NFL, but there are a lot of good teams in that conference. In the NFC, I really do think, you know, it's it, Dallas would be the team I would pick. Uh, you know, I, I think that 
they address, you know, getting Brandon Cooks and Stephon Gilmore. I think they needed veteran leadership, but also just good high floor players at, at wide receiver um, and outside corner opposite, you know, some good players in CeeDee Lamb um, and, and uh, Diggs and Trevon Diggs and the secondary. So, like, yeah, they're, they're the next one, and it would be because the defense just continues to be ferocious and Dak, you know, kind of limits the turnovers and gets back to being, you know, more of a, a producer uh, than he was last year, which I think he is capable of. But, but yeah, like it's like you said, it's not as wide open as I think we've seen it in, in years past. I kind of like the Seahawks. I like that they drafted Jackson Smith and the Jigba. I like that when they did that, I was like, oh, okay. Because, I, you know, I, I thought they should take a quarterback when they don't need one. You know, plan for Geno to eventually because it'll be nine and seven next couple of years, whatever. I, I pigeonholed them, but adding that receiver, having three guys now, Geno's competent. Kenneth Walker's their back. Pete Carroll's like a new man. Like he shed, you know, how like when you, when people like get out of relationships, they, they say, I lost a hundred pounds. He lost like, and he's gained this new glow to him. I don't know. I, I kind of like the Seahawks as a sleeper team out in the NFC. I love that. So that was my favorite divisional bet. Uh, they were plus 550 at open to win the NFC West. I think they're now about half of that price. Uh, and so we ah. clobbered that and, and gave that out to a lot of people. Yeah. So I, I love that one. You know, I love Smith and Jigba. I also like getting Devin Witherspoon in the top corner in the class as well. Um, him and Tariq Wan on the outside will be a lot of fun. Derek Hall, the, the Auburn edge rusher, I like a lot, and a lot of people weren't super high on him. I, I thought he flashed a bunch on tape. Um, and then, yeah, you mentioned Kenneth Walker. You also get Zach Charbonnet as a one-two punch out of the backfield. So, yeah, no, I, I agree. They are they are definitely – if Gino can play like he did last year and carry that forward for a full season, it's a pretty good roster. The uh, quarterback that I try not to talk about too much, I we're just getting to know each other, Brad, but for a long time I uh, – have rallied against Aaron Rodgers. Um, and I'm a Packer fan, okay? But I've often said I want off the ride. I feel like everything's predictable. We're, they're going to go 11-5, and five, whatever, losing the playoffs. The off-the-field stuff just got to be overwhelming. And it's not even like who he is. It's how he is everywhere. And it got to be annoying. There's a part of me that's out of sight, out of mind with him as a Packer fan. But there's a big intrigue onto how he'll do with the Jets. Uh, I got some Packer fans saying they think he's going to go scorch earth, and I want to say, no, he won't. But I think that's just me being like, that's what I, like, I don't want him to succeed. The Jets' schedule, though, I mean, it's almost impossible. They play the AFC East, which is going to be tough. Uh, I, I mean, they just they have a really tough schedule when it comes to the AFC, uh, just alone. How does that go? How does the AFC go with an Aaron Rodgers-led Jets team in it? Yeah, like I think their roster on paper is a really, really talented roster. One of the best defenses in the NFL last year that is young, that lost very, very few pieces, um, and even added some more. I like Will McDonald, their first-round pick out of Iowa State, I think is a good, productive um, edge rusher that will, that will impact 2023. Um, obviously, you bring all of you know his non-existent wish list randomly. They all happen to be on the Jets now. Um, you know, Speaking of one of the many narratives of his <laughs> uh, out there in the public sphere, so... On paper, they could win 12, 13 games. But like you said, the, the schedule is really a gauntlet. The entire conference is talented. The Bills also got better this offseason. Um, the range is pretty wide. I think it's from 8 to 12 wins, right? And so I'm not sure 8 wins gets you in the play, in a, a wild card spot. 
and I think 12, you're, you're competing, you know, win the division with Miami and Buffalo, um, or at worst case, you know, getting that five seed in the AFC. I think they will make the playoffs. I just, you know, there, there's no guarantee they go any further than that because Patrick Mahomes was the oldest starting quarterback in the AFC last year. That, that's how crazy that conference is right now. He was? What is he, like 27? Yes. Oh, my God. Yeah, it's my favorite stat from last year. Oh, geez. Um, you know, it's funny, too, because you, you, you work for Pro Football Focus. You do stuff at overthecap.com. I'm talking to you about football. At one point, I think you said escrow account. I think it's, like, funny in sports that we end up talking a lot about things that aren't the game. Um, I know all these different muscles of the body that I don't care to know, but I do from injuries. And then with the salary cap stuff, like you obviously find an interest in that. I play Madden, man, and I play like three games. I'm like, screw this. And then I'm simming and doing all the contracts and stuff. And it's so weird because I remember like the one day a year, my dad was a teacher. And there was one day a year where the local paper would print all the teacher's salaries because they're public employees. And we'd be like, oh, my God, this guy makes this. This guy makes this. But in sports, man, it is just such a part of it. And we know how much they make. It matters when we're talking about trades with different leagues. It's just wild that you have to, like, know math or learn math or care about it. It, I'm just kind of, you know, with your interest on it, it's just so fascinating that, like, to some, yeah, the 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 on the field stuff is always the best. But even in the NBA, the the off season's better than the regular season because of trades and all that stuff. Why? Why, why do we all pretend like we like sports and really we kind of just like numbers? Is that is that is, is as simple as that? It's right up my alley. No, it's a great question. I think for me too, there is a, a connection between the two. Where you mentioned NBA, because I totally agree. The trade deadline and the off season. I think part of it also is like if I move this piece here, what could they then look like on the field? So part of it is, and I want to think about the transaction. I want to think about how these two parties, you know, move the pieces around and get the money to work and all these things, and and what draft picks are going that way, and what could those picks become? But then the final piece is, and then what does that look like on the field itself? Um, yeah, no, the NFL is – it's look, it's fascinating because I also think it matters so much more um, than, than other sports. In the NBA, if you don't have a top 10 player on the roster, you're irrelevant, right? Like, uh, whereas, yes, obviously if you have Patrick Mahomes, things become a whole lot easier. Um, but you can build teams in so many different ways. You can allocate your resources in so many different ways. You can try these various different approaches with, you know, draft and free agency or focus on one versus the other, like Green Bay, of course. Um, or, you know, balance kind of where you spend the money, you know, positionally, all these things. But yeah, it probably just ties back to Madden and fantasy football. And, and I think fans wanting to feel like, hey, I'm not good enough to actually step on that field and do what they're doing. But I can be an armchair GM and, and convince myself that if I was the GM, I, you know, I'd build the championship roster, I, I guess. Yeah, just being in sports radio for so long and listening to it, I guess I, I've never heard anyone like get on the radio and say, I could have thrown a pass better than him. It's always like he should have called a timeout or why you like we still believe maybe deep down that we can do some of these different jobs. Uh, being a cap guy that you are, is it a myth? I mean, I understand it's not, but also is it though? The salary cap? What I usually say is, which I get is kind of makes no sense, but like the salary cap itself is not a myth. It's not fake. It's a real constraint, but 
player contracts are are fake, right? Like there's so many different ways to manipulate the deals. Um, as obviously Green Bay has put on a clinic for fans if they want to know about that. Um, you know, they've given you a lot of education the last couple off seasons in, in that realm. Um, so yeah, so like the, the, the contracts that make up the salary cap can be manipulated to such an extreme degree. You can spread things out over five years, um, you know, and, and so on and so forth. But look, I mean, Green Bay, if they're not good the next couple of years, it's not by accident, right? It's also because they have this so much sunk money into prorated bonuses that they can't spend on more talent. Um, and again, not that they ever really dip into free agency all that often, but you know, Gutekunst has more than, than, than Ted Thompson and um, you know, in some off seasons. So Look, it is very manipulable, but cash is still going to be a bigger constraint than the salary cap, um, you know, for, for every team. You know, one thing I don't get is how people then, like, I, I don't understand how people make fun of the Rams right now where they're at. They are in a situation where they've run into some obstacles, but they had a goal to win a Super Bowl, which is the goal, and they won a Super Bowl. Is that is that not good enough? Do you have to win a Super Bowl now and then – be financially able to win another one the next year like what why are we ripping on the rams so much no i think it's fair like the ultimate goal of course is to build a sustainable winner that can be a quote-unquote dynasty and, and and always be competitive sure that's that's the ideal situation but if you're the rams and you're saying we have a bunch of generational players uh that might be around for three two three more years uh the one thing we're missing is the most important position in all of sports at quarterback yeah even the guy we're going to bring in might only be around for three four more years um you know obviously our old friend matthew stafford and, and his various injuries and all that is, is always going to be a factor but i would say the you can't make fun of them because they won the ring. If they didn't, I'm sure everyone would be making a whole lot more jokes. You know, but they're a good example, right? They had to do this this offseason. They were going to, if they tried to keep prolonging this and pushing money down the road and keeping players around, they wouldn't have been competitive for years. Now they're going to stink this year, but I think they could be pretty good, you know, quicker than if they tried to kind of just chase 500 and and put band aids on, on an open heart wound in, in LA. You're a Bears fan. I'm a Packers fan. And, like, the Packers have won two Super Bowls in the last 30 years, which has been amazing, okay? And so I'm sure that you don't remember 85 if you were. I do not. There's a newspaper right here, but I don't. I was not alive. <laughs> That's all right. I got, I got one behind me I was alive for. That was good. <laughs> um, but, they, like, I look at the Packers, and then I look at other teams that the Tampa Bay Buccaneers have not been good every year. They won two Super Bowls in the last 30 years. The uh, Giants have not been good every year. They won a couple Super Bowls in the last couple of years. I just want to tell you, as a Bears fan who struggles year to year, like, the grass ain't that much greener. We got the Super Bowls, but I got 15, 20 more heartbreaking playoff losses than you could ever imagine. So you know, keep it all in perspective. I could not be less sympathetic to your to your pain if I tried. Uh, no, it's funny actually because I've had this conversation with other you know Packers podcasts or Green yeah. Bay Radio uh, stuff like that. I'm maybe I'm weird. I would love for my team to be in playoff contention every year, but maybe you don't get the Super Bowl that often. Like you know, there's always the hypotheticals. Like all right, out of 20 seasons, let's say you can go 12 and four and and all 20, but you never win a Super Bowl, or you're you have a losing record in 19 of them, but you win one Super Bowl. I'm voting for the 20 winning seasons. And uh -oh, I, know that I take I, the Super probably, Bowl. Yeah, I know. I'm probably in a You're not I'm putting newspapers up behind you of going 20 straight years with 10 wins. <laughs> I, I would have, a, I'd be hanging them up all over the place. Just division, division banners all over. Oh, God. <laughs> well, we'll disagree on that. But good to talk to you, Brad Spielberger.
Pro Football Focus, PFF underscore Brad on Twitter. Great insight, man, uh, and good to chat. Yeah, nice to meet you, and I appreciate you having me on. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. If you'd like to see me and Brad talk with our beautiful faces, you can do that on the YouTube page at Bart Winkler Show. Brought to you by Dan Shaney of Dan Shaney Insurance. He will be providing us another stream on Monday night. I will be live on Monday night after Brewers Cardinals. You know who I need to link up with this weekend is Matt Pauley. Maybe I'll do that next week. That would be good because I got to talk. I got to. We got to talk about why the Cardinals are so shitty. Uh, that will be coming up. Okay, yeah. Matt Pauley used to do Brewers stuff, uh, but then they never let him do more than a ten minute post game show. So then he went to St. Louis and is like on all the coverage. So I will connect with him um, or at least try to. I think frames did the same thing. He's like, oh, I'm going to get Matt Pauley on. I don't know if he ever got him on. <laughs> I'm doing the same shit. Uh, Lockdown Brewers. Check it out. Don't play audio. You get fired, but Lockdown Brewers. A couple of voicemails. Thanks to our friends at Carl's Place. Carl of ET.com backslash Bart. Carl of ET.com backslash Bart. Here is Landmark who tried giving me a message and then he tried to delete it. Couldn't figure out how to delete it. Ended up just hanging up and calling back. So here's the entirety of message number two from Landmark. Good morning, Bart. This is Landmark. I'm leaving you a message. It's the first message I left you. I lost my train of thought, and I couldn't delete it. So because you are a professional podcaster, I'm leaving you a better message that you can play as part of your podcast. A couple of quick things. Number one, sorry that I had to T-plush my way out of your draft show that night, but I wasn't going to listen to none of that Lucas Van Neff press stuff. But like the pick. Like the tight end picks, I think that the Packers are going to be looking all right. Depends on how this scheme goes. They're going to ask Jordan Love to play within the scheme, and we'll see how he does. Now, the real reason that I called, other than the fact that you asked for voicemails, is to say, where's my wrestling talk? You know, talking about a lot of stuff, and you're like, where's my contract? The Bucks are done. What am I going to talk about? You're not going to talk about that crowd in Puerto Rico for backlash? Give me five good minutes a week of wrestling talk. Let's talk about Bad Bunny and Damian Priest. Let's talk about Rhea Ripley and Zelina Vega. I mean, I know that Raw was terrible, but that's a whole other conversation. We can even talk about that for five minutes. So I think if you want, give us five good minutes a week of wrestling talk. Or not, but 
just giving you some ideas. So other than that, like we said, bucks are done, wave is done, giving you another idea. Hopefully I'll be able to jump into another one of your uh, lives up in the upcoming future. But anyway, let's hope that the Brewers get back on track here. They're a little bit up and down, up and down, up and down. Let's get on an upward trajectory. I do like the old school drops of Chuck because whenever somebody can say, you're ridiculous for calling me ridiculous, it's pretty funny. Anyway, Bart, have a good one. I'll talk to you later. Goodbye. Uh, Landmark, good stuff. Uh, appreciate that. Let me just fire off some wrestling stuff real quick. They, The WWE had a pay-per-view in Puerto Rico, and it was amazing. Uh, the Bad Bunny match probably should have ended the night, but Brock Lesnar only goes on first or he goes last. They did Brock versus Cody. I thought the match ended a little abruptly. Uh, Cody and Brock are going to fight now again. There'll have to be a stipulation on that at night. It's champions, which will now be in Saudi Arabia again. So don't think the tag titles will be defended because Sami Zayn won't go over there and neither will Kevin Owens. And uh, I would, I don't know. I probably, the, the Saudi Arabia PLEs are so crazy because they pay a guy like Goldberg $5 million to come out of retirement and make five moves. You know, that's the, the, the stuff with Saudi Arabia and live golf and maybe they own a pro team like baseball or NFL or something someday. They have so much money that it. I think it would be hard to say no. Like at some point, if you offer me like, I don't know, $80,000 to have a job, which would be more than I've ever made ever by a substantial margin. Uh, I would say, eh, if I don't like the job, I don't like who I'm working for. I'd be like, eh. Then they'd say, well, we'll offer you 120 to help you get past any issues you may have. But Saudi Arabia is like, oh, 120 is not enough. Here's 7 billion. <laughs> and then you're like, ah, fuck. How do I, what am I supposed to do? I mean, then you, then you convince yourself, well, with that money, you know, I will do good with it. And then I will be someone to speak, you know. Money, at the end of the day, it's all about money. At the end of the day, 99% of the things in this world that happen are about money or sex. Money or sex. You're trying to get money or you're trying to get laid. And with money, like money's not even real. It's just pieces of paper. And now it's like just numbers on a computer. Someone just go, someone could go into my account at any time and just go zero. You have zero retirement. Well, no, I didn't. I had that much in there. No, you had a number that said that. You didn't actually have that money. I'm going to be one of those guys that buries cash in his backyard, aren't I? I am. I know I am. I'm already steadily, slowly, but surely. Buying an extra can of tomato sauce at the grocery store. I'm not a doomsday prepper. I'm not a doomsday prepper. But I would like to be prepared for doomsday. Does that make sense? Is that explainable in, in some sort of way? No? All right. I guess I am a doomsday prepper. Or or one in training. Oh, uh, I was talking wrestling. I like that Cody's staying away from that championship. 
I would like him to still challenge Roman Reigns. If they were going to split the belts, which I like, they should have had Cody beat Roman. Still makes no sense. Excuse me. I got the hiccups like Bo Jackson for a year. And uh, AEW is interesting. I caught up on AEW last two weeks yesterday. I'm intrigued in this four pillars match. I'm not going to order that pay-per-view. I've still only ordered two AEW pay-per-views. One was when uh, Daniel Bryan came after Adam Cole. What was the other one that I got that I was intrigued with? Might have been a punk. Was it punk MJF? I don't know. I don't know. But that's the difference right now is AEW, they only they have fewer pay-per-views, but it's still a $50 cost. WWE is a million of them, but it's just five bucks a month, the Peacock. There's our shit to watch on there anyway. So that's kind of tough. Um, they're going to have a second show on Saturday nights. Well, I'll have to talk to Paul about that at some point. All right, hot take Jake. Hello, Bort. It's your boy, Hot Take Jake here, the people's champ. I don't know. I'm uh, I'm listening to people talk about Giannis and his tweet that he put out talking about the disrespect and how he's coming and all this stuff. And look, man, I love Giannis more than any human being should love another. Like, I love Giannis more than my direct blood family. I would die for this man. But, dude... Read the room, man. Like, I'm just a little bit disappointed in you because as great as you are, I have to keep facing this reality that, like, my guy, if you shot 75% on free throws, we'd have three rings at least, and you'd be completely unstoppable. Everybody wants you to get a three-point shot or, hey, work on your mid-range or pull-up game. No, you don't need any of that, like, just get a free throw coach and stop hiring the same jabroni that's not working for you. Just, I don't know. It's, it's just bothering me a little bit. Like, I think he needs a PR team. Because this on top of, there's no failure. Like, I, I don't like where this is heading. I feel like Giannis could be heading towards, like, Russell Wilson, Mr. Unlimited Territory. And I don't want to see that happen. Um, other than that, that's all I got. Other than I want every Packers fan to say it with your fucking chest. Packers, NFC North champions this year. Don't shy away from it. Don't tiptoe around it. We got this shit. Love you, Bart. Love you too, Jake. Wow. Okay. Okay. I'm just a little... Okay. A comparison from Giannis, and I know he's not making the comparison as of this minute, but comparing Giannis to Russell Wilson... That is a path that I I could see him. I, I, I understand what Jake's saying there. Congratulations to Giannis and Mariah. They're expecting their third child, which I think makes it more likely he stays in Milwaukee to go back on what Grant and Paul and I were talking about. Uh, I don't know. I mean, am I, am I being hard enough on Giannis? Am I not? Maybe it's like with Horvath. He understands some of the downfalls of Rodgers, but he just doesn't want to go there. And with, with Giannis, we can talk about his legacy. We can talk about how he failed in that fourth quarter. We can talk about how he deflected everything. We can talk about how he put that tweet out. Uh, I just, I, I don't know. I don't know what the, I don't know why I need to get on here and shit on Giannis for 60 minutes. 
And I don't, I don't want to. One of the things that I want, like Giannis, I think is helping me bridge my son to watch basketball. That matters to me. That's something I'll talk more with Horvat. I think basically this whole show is, uh, I'm going to talk to Horvat later. By the way, here's Brad Spielberger. <laughs> and, and, uh, me, me, um, admitting that I would take blood money if it was, but it's uh, so much money. Bart, do a podcast on Outkick. Fuck no, I hate Outkick. Here's $200,000. No, man, I'll do my own thing. Here's $7 million. Have I ever told you how much I love Clay Travis? You know? See? Those are the Carl's Place voicemails. You can check out Carl's Place. CarlofET.com. CarlofET.com backslash Bart. And that will get you to some of the golf simulators that you can check out. Also, we're going to be talking about the stick around next week. We're going to be talking about the Omaha Steaks package for Father's Day. Mother's Day, don't forget this weekend coming and going. Uh, maybe you got your mom meat. That's great. I know dads love meat. So that we'll have a good deal for you on that coming up. Promo code BART there as well. We are going to talk to Horvat next week. I'm going to try to figure out what's going on with the St. Louis Cardinals next week. I got some other favors that I'm going to finally start to try to cash in with people who, when I was uh, dismissed, they would DM me and say, anything you need, man. And then I would say, I'm going to have you on a podcast someday. And they'd be like, absolutely. Well, now eight months later, I'm going to try. And so we'll see. We'll see who has blown smoke up my ass or not. I do have one more thing. I, I should wrap up the episode, but I do have one more thing. That has been a big story this week, and, you know, it's always uncomfortable talking about this stuff, but there was a cable network this week that has been historically, you know, a place to turn to for a lot of people. And, you know, when cable first started in the late 70s, early 80s, this was one of the initial networks doing it 24 hours a day. It was unprecedented at the time. And now there's a lot of like copycats and whatever you get, you get, you get what you want where you want it. But they had, they allowed this performance the other night and it was just like, I don't understand how this guy can keep getting away with what he's doing, you know? And now it's like, <laughs> this is still going to be the future again. We're going to do that. We're going to continue to do this. I just don't understand how ESPN keeps showing Marcus Smart flopping all the time and not holding him accountable for it. I don't, I don't understand it. Jason Tatum, five for twenty-one as the Celtics beat the Sixers. You want to talk about a Bucks collapse? Howdy doody! Sixers blew that one big time, and now Sunday will be Game Seven of that series. <laughs> they could, they could really have done trust the process and never made a conference finals. What do you, what do you do? There's a lot more on the line here for the Sixers than there is the Celtics. I mean, if the Celtics lose game seven at home, that's going to be bad for them. But the Sixers, my God, at some point you got to get this done. Jason Tatum had three points through three quarters. Then I think 16 in the fourth humbly said he was one of the best basketball players in the world. He is. I mean, he is, but the way they were talking about it, I think, Mark Jones said, the courage, 
The courage. Courage? You want to talk about courage? Shooting when you're not shooting well is not courage. Courage is going halfway across the world fighting for our freedoms. That's courage. Courage is getting out of bed when the odds are against you and you're fighting a disease that's killing you inside and you beat it. That's courage. Courage is not hitting a couple threes after you had a 0 for 11 start. Mark Jones, Doris Burke. Oh my God. If anyone was ever going to be at Jason Tatum's performance where he goes five for 21, but hits all the big shots at the end, it was going to be Doris Burke. The story for Doris Burke is going to evolve over time where he actually scored 60 in that game. God, that crew is the absolute worst. They're the absolute worst. I would like to say, even though Hubie Brown is a kind of a Celtics homer too, the guy's 89 calling games. More credit to Hubie Brown. Good for him. He was like 70 years old when he was with the Bucks in the 70s. Appreciate that. Working hard at 89. You know? There's no quit. All right. We will be back on Monday. Fuck Boston. See ya. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.